Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Thanks for joining everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time, and your host of Buy the Books. I'm here today with Toby Haynes of Payroll Vault. He has over 20 years experience in payroll and HR consulting and now is an owner of a Payroll Vault in Argyle, Texas. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Lindsay. It's nice to be here. Glad so, to talk about all this. <laughs> yes, we have an interesting topic today um, that you and I actually discussed quite in depth the other day. We did, um, yes. Something that a lot of business owners are wondering about and confused about and have a lot of questions about. And, you know, in my bookkeeping company, obviously, I talk to a lot of business owners and they're coming to me with questions. And then I come to you with questions because there's so much I'm confused about in regards to the employee retention credits. That's right. Is- yeah. And and they have a reason to be confused because it's a really a gray area. It's something that's never been done before. You're so, right. Yeah. You're right. And there's a lot of things that have changed. And it seems like as soon as something gets solidified, it changes again. So it's been one thing after the other. And it's hard for business owners who are running a business to keep up with this. So when I started talking to you about this topic, I could tell immediately you had done your research on this. You were so knowledgeable about this. Which yes, I've, my- I've done my research. I've done the research. I, I'm not an expert in it, but I, I have read the the FAQs with IRS and, and looked at different uh, notices and things like that. And so I, I think I have a grasp in how to help companies uh, claim the ERTC credits. Which is so. perfect. And the more that we drilled down on it, I could tell that you knew certainly a lot more than I did about this topic. Yeah, so I thought you. you would be the perfect guest to, to dive in deep on this and see if we can help other business owners that might be trying to figure out if they're eligible. Well, I, I, I would be happy to dive in with nice. you. So let's go. So what is the, the kind of the, the, the general guidance in terms of whether a business owner is eligible to get these employee retention credits? Okay, so there, there's two things that you need to look at. And, and first is a reduction in gross receipts. So you look at your quarterly gross receipts in second, third, and fourth quarter of 2020, and you compare that to your gross receipts in, in the, the corresponding quarters of 2019. Okay, so the base year that you're comparing everything to is 2019. That's right. Okay, so and you take it by quarter, quarter one, two, three, and four, That's right? correct, yes. Okay, and so you take the quarter one 2020, compared it to quarter one 2019. That's correct. Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Quarter one is not a part of the employer retention tax credit as, as far uh, as the care. So you're only looking at quarters two, three, and four okay. for 2020. Okay, so you okay. have to compare quarter two 2020 to quarter two 2019. That's right. Okay. And this is going to get confusing, all these okay. numbers and acronyms. Okay, but. so let's say you're comparing the numbers. What are you looking to see in terms of okay. trying to figure out if you're eligible? So for 2020, you're looking for a a 50% or greater reduction. 50, 5 zero. Five zero. Yes. Okay. So you need to see 50% less gross sales, right? Gross revenues, Okay, yes. gross revenue, 50% less in quarter two of 2020 than you had in quarter two 2019. That's correct. Okay, so let's say they can check that box and they did have that much drop in business. Then okay, what? 
So the first quarter that that happens in, you are eligible to take your um, your employee retention tax credit for all wages paid in that quarter to all employees. Okay. And so we'll come back to that okay. in a minute. But um, so what you do is for that quarter, you're going to take 50% of gross wages up to $10,000. And that $10,000 in 2020 for each employee is cumulative throughout the year. So you're only going to go to $10,000 per employee for the entire year for each quarter that you qualify. So you can take ten up to ten thousand in quarter two, up to ten thousand in no. quarter three. No, uh, ten thousand no. for the entire total year. year. Okay, for the total year. Okay, so no more per than employee. Okay, so, so no more than ten thousand per employee per year. That's right. So, long story short, you can if you qualify, you can take up to five thousand dollars per employee if they have up to ten thousand dollars worth of. Oh wages. wow! So wow. yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's very uh, substantial. So how would you go about getting this credit if you did qualify for it? So Is it something the, that comes in the mail? So the first thing, it, you claim it on your 941. Okay. Okay, so on your 941, you're going to go. And it, if you're doing that today and you're looking back um, in history, and you're get, and you're, you would have to file your 941 amended returns for the second, third, and fourth quarter, or whatever quarter. So you're you going back and amending your 941 payroll return. If you have not already done that, yes. Okay. Okay, so you have okay. to amend it to basically recognize these credits. That's correct. Okay. Okay. And so the the only thing, there's, there's something about PPP. So PPP, when the CARES Act first came out, PPP, you had the option of PPP or employee retention tax credit. In December, I think it's the uh, Consolidated Appropriation Act. Okay. In, in December of 2020, they amended that and they said you can take both, but you can't double debt. So you, so whatever your PPP forgiveness is, you back those wages out, and then the remainder of the wages you can take the, okay. the employee retention. So if credit. you got a PPP loan and you used some of those PPP funds for wages, mm-hmm. you have to deduct that PPP portion of the wages from your employee retention credit. That's correct. Okay. In the in the forgiveness period. So if your loan, let's say you got your loan in um, in April and your forgiveness was a 24-week uh, forgiveness period, then your your period is tw- from April 2nd through 24 weeks, then you're going to take those PPP forgiveness, you're going to use those wages to take out um, – the PPT forgiveness amount. Okay. The remaining wages are open for ERTC if you qualified in those okay. the, in those quarters for that. And so the the PPP forgiveness period is probably going to overlap quarters, um, you know that sort of thing. Okay. Now I think you also mentioned that you can even go into 2021 to see if your quarter. I think it's one and two, right? You can compare those to 2019 as well. Is that correct? That's correct. And, and before we get there, I want to. I want to follow up on 2020 just a oh, little okay. more because okay. the first area of qualification is looking at your gross receipts and doing that comparison. And the second um, qualification is, which is separate, this is an or, um, is if you were affected by a shutdown. So if your business was affected by a, clo- a government mandated closing, either fully or partially. So if you did, then the, the, um, the, period of time that you were impacted 
would um, you know qualify you for the the employee retention tax. Credit. Okay, so let me see if I have that correct. So if a business was mandated to shut down and they had a period of time that they were closed because of that, they can apply for the ERC, but only for that period they were closed? Only the period they were closed fully or partially. Okay, okay so, so now, let me give you an example. Okay. I'm thinking of a, um, a fitness trainer. Okay. Okay, so the fitness trainer was closed down. They, he, he was closed down by a government mandate. And so while he was closed down, he started doing remote sessions. Okay, so he's still getting operating. revenue. He's still operating, but he's affected by the close down. Okay, that makes him eligible for ERTC. Now, what if he did not have employees? If he didn't have well, ERTC is completely based on wages paid paid, paid. employees. Okay. So if you don't have employees, then okay. You're not so if wages. you're a business that didn't have employees, you can't even look at this as being an option for it, you. Yeah, it's you're, you're you don't qualify because okay. you don't have wages. To, okay. Okay. Calculate the credit. Card. So let's say the the training fitness training company does have employees, mm-hmm. but let's say because of the close down, they just told him, sorry, we don't have any work for you and didn't have wages as a result. Yeah. And, and um, that can happen. But, you know, again, when the CARES Act was enacted, you have the option of employee retention tax credit or PPP. A lot of companies took PPP. So they probably kept their employees on with PPP. And then as the year went on, um, you know, and you, they get to December, the law is amended. And now you can go back and recoup employee retention tax credits as well as it relates to how you. Okay. You know, but you would have had to have wages during that period you were closed. Exactly. Okay. The employee retention tax credit is on wages paid. Okay. Gross wages paid okay. to each employee. Okay. All right. So basically, the two ways you can get 2020 is if you either had a close down partially or fully because of government mandates, which I assume does not apply if you voluntarily close down. Is that correct? That is, um, I'm going to, I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Okay. And okay. so, so there, there's potential there's, there that you, there's potential that okay. you, that you could, um, and you know, that's something you may want to take up with your CPA or some okay. other. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and then the other way being that you had a 50% drop in gross receipts. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So those are the two ways that you could potentially get the ERC in 2020. In 2020. Okay. Yes. Okay. Or for 2020, we should say, since 2020 is passed. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Okay. And is there a deadline for people to l- apply for that credit for 2020? There is. So there is a three-year Statute of limitations. Now, I don't, not being a tax professional, I don't know if that means it's three years that they can come back and audit you for that, or if it's three years that you can go back and and um, get the credit for. It. I don't know okay. the answer to that. Okay. Question, now, so. I've heard some people say, and maybe it's related to something different, but I've had people tell me about the ERC and say the deadline is the end of this year, December 2021. Have you heard anything about I haven't heard a anything deadline? About that. I, okay. I don't know anything about the deadline. Okay. Okay. I, I'm, I'm certainly going to go okay. research that. Okay. Then. Okay. So, what about 2021? If somebody wants to look and see and, if they're eligible for okay. this year. And, and just to go back to that, uh, one of my concerns is, is finding companies that are eligible for the credit in 2020 and helping them get that. And so, I'm focused on this year doing that. 
you know, after this year, I don't even know how I'm going to be approaching it. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So for this year, you had mentioned to me that I believe the first two quarters, you can still look to see if you had a 50% drop, correct? That's right. So in December, they extended the, the employee retention tax credit through June of 2021. Okay. And so I believe that in the first quarter of 2021, you have to requalify. Okay. So if you're, if you qualify in, so if we go back to 2020 and we, and you qualify in Q2, then you get to take the tax credits for Q2 and for Q3. Uh And the reason that's, that you do is because you get the credit through the quarter that you don't qualify anymore. So, Uh so, you know, worst case, you're going to be Q2. You don't qualify in Q3, you get Q2 and Q3. So you get at least two quarters. In 2020. In 2020, okay. Okay. But that doesn't apply in 2021? I'm not 100% certain whether it does or not. There's still a question out there. Hmm. IRS is not weighed in and and Ah. getting clarification on that. Um, There was a a notice that they put out at the 1st of August, and I've I've looked through that, and and there's some things that they did clear up, but I want to... I don't know if that was cleared up in there. Okay. But so now moving on to 2021, you have to requalify in Q1, I believe. And um, the qualification is comparing Q1 of 2021 to Q1 of 2019. Mm. Okay. And you're looking for a 20% reduction. In oh, interesting. So, okay. So yeah, it doesn't so, have to be 50 for 21. No, it has to has be 20. 20% or more. Okay. Okay. And uh, then you can claim up to $10,000 of employee gross wages, 70% of that. 70% up to 10,000. For the quarter. And then you can claim the same thing for Q2. Ah, okay. Okay, which is is quite significant. Wow. Okay. Now, what if they had already gotten the credit for the same employee back in 2020? Can they do it again in 21? Oh, yeah. This is, okay. this is cumulative. So it's completely yes, it's, separate. What they got in 2020 had to do with wages in 2020. What you're getting in 2021 has to do with wages in 2021. Okay. Okay. So you could potentially, essentially, it sounds like triple your your credit on that employee because you can get 2020 and then quarter one and quarter two of 2021, correct? Yeah. I don't know if uh, triple is, it, I mean, because you're, you're looking at 50% for 10000 for the year versus um, 70% of 10000 for the quarter. Okay, so it's significantly um, higher for 21. It is, yes. Okay. And um, so also in 2021, should if you're able to show that, um, again, that you're impacted by government-mandated shutdowns or partially, fully or partially, then you, again, qualify for Q1 and Q2. You do it. Oh, uh, okay. 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 So that okay. that pulls forward. Now, most most uh, states were coming out of uh, shutdowns, and so you know, I don't know if I, I can't say that I've seen a lot of qualifications in that. Okay. All right. That's good to know. So it seems like a lot of business owners don't either haven't heard of this or don't think they qualify or just don't understand it. So I don't know if those are the conversations that you've had, but. I know with some business owners I've talked to, it's just the whole thing is confusing and they don't really understand it, so they haven't pursued it. Have you found that to oh, be yeah, the case? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, you know, for a long time, uh, and I think it's because, you know, accountants, bookkeepers, CPAs, they were all busy with the tax extensions. And so they really didn't, with the, the, 
the the amended laws in December, they didn't really have the time to focus on mm. communicating this. They were worried about getting tax returns out and, uh, you know, all those things that were happening. One concern that I've heard voiced from business owners is I don't want to get the IRS's attention. I don't want to cause them to come audit me. Have you heard that concern? And do you think it's valid in any way if they were to try to pursue this credit? Um, well, two things. First, yes, I hear that from every single person I talk to, <laughs> especially when I first started talking about it. And um, number two is that you're going to claim the credit on a 941, an amended 941 or the current 941. And we don't know, of all the people I've talked to, we don't know of any person that has ever had a an IRS-triggered audit based on a 941 amended return. Oh, interesting. Doesn't mean it won't happen. Hmm. But, you know, and IRS is really busy, too. They're way backed up on this. So, you know, who knows? Um, I I don't think so. But the the second thing is, is if you follow the letter of the law, you read the FAQs from IRS, and you do it in good faith, then, you know, we think the worst thing that can happen is that they would – put a clarification out and say this has changed and then you just simply go back and amend your return again and yeah and and maybe do whatever you need to do to reconcile that and we don't foresee any penalties or, or anything. okay you know, i don't speak for the IRS, okay but that's, that's, that's the know. way we feel about it okay so you've helped a lot of people with this haven't you you've seen I've, I've helped a few people yes um you know i'm a startup company i have 20 years in payroll but i just joined the payroll law in in community and so I'm a I'm a startup company as well, and uh, so yeah, I've a lot. Actually, all of my new clients, or except for one, are uh, in employee retention tax credit. Nice. And that's the reason they came on. Okay. Uh, two of them are, um, well, three of them are startup companies. So which we so, haven't talked about yeah, yet. Yeah, I was going to say, can yeah. startup companies so, uh, do and, this? But. Oh, yeah. So, again. Because this is interesting because if you were a startup, you wouldn't have had wages in 2019 to compare. Right. So right. how, how can a startup company get so this? So um, you're familiar with ARPA, the ARPA, the American Rescue Plan Act. Oh. That Congress enacted in March. So that act actually, it made something called a startup company which is any company that started up after February 15th of 2020, Mm. they automatically qualify for employer retention tax credit for Q3 and Q4. Wow. Regardless. Interesting. Yeah. Now there's a lot of, if you, if you read the law, there's a lot of confusing things in there, but there's a, there's um, in the IRS, the IRS has noticed that they put out the 202149 20, on August 4th. It says in there, it, it states in there, and it clarifies it. It says that startup companies that... Um, now, what if they started in 2021? Um, same thing. Same after, thing. If that's after okay. February 15th of, okay. of 2020. And yes. I assume that they would have to currently have wages, right? Have employees. You, Yeah, you... you well, currently have wages. If you're a startup, like if you start up in May of this year and you have employees, then and you start paying those employees in Q3 and Q4, then that is um, 
uh, you can claim credits on. Okay. Case, absolutely. Okay. That's good to know. I think mm-hmm. a lot of startup companies don't know that. They no, they don't. And I I have talked to uh, uh, many startup companies, and it, it's amazing because you know, um, you know, when did you start operations? Oh, we started in. Well, have you taken advantage of the employee retention tax credits? No, I did PPP. Well, you can also, you know, mm. you, we need to talk. And they're like, really? And so, yeah, yeah the, virtually every startup company that I've talked about, talked to. Doesn't know. Does not know. And, you know, why should they? They're mm. not out on the IRS side right, reading. Right, and stuff. Yeah, right. So that, that's kind of our mission as well is to take that out. So nice. I look for, you know, I look for startup companies and I uh, try to, you know, show them how they can um, That's awesome. benefit from this. I mean, yeah, it, it's all for making companies, um, uh, keeping employees on payroll, benefiting right. the economy, you know, that sort of thing. All right. So if there's any listeners or viewers that have additional questions or would like someone to help them see if they're eligible and, and you actually will file these for people, correct? That's right. So if you're a payroll client, so if you are, if you wanted to come on and become a payroll vault payroll client, then we can take you on and we can we can actually go back and amend prior returns. And then on your future returns, if you're a startup, we can actually claim those uh, credits for you. On the first return. That's right. And if you do a, an amended return, just a note, if you do an amended return, it takes much longer to get the, the credit back. And you check this little checkbox that says send me a check. And it takes quite a while to get ah, that. Okay. But if you're doing it on your uh, on your your 940 re- 941 return and it's not amended, then we're seeing significant decrease. Ah, uh, okay. You know, I, I'm not going to give a time or anything, but you know, around six weeks. Okay. Or so. Okay. So let's and say then, someone is happy with their payroll company, but they need some help with the ERC. Will you help them too, or do they have to be a customer? Yeah, we will. It's a, no, they don't have to be a customer. We charge a fee because we have to get uh, payroll registers and we have to load those in a spreadsheet, and then we have to run the calculations to you know on okay. on what the credit is, and then and then we will probably go back and we can either give them the numbers for their current provider to uh, adjust the the nine forty one. And I don't know if your current provider will let you do that or if they have to file it and then you have to do an amended return. Uh, I really don't know because yeah, right now all of my ERTCs are with current with uh, payroll vault. Okay. Payroll clients. All right. So Okay. Well, that's yeah. good to know. So how can people find you if they'd like to ask you more questions and possibly use your service for this? Well, my website is www.payrollvault.com slash 181. So I'm... Uh, payroll vault number 181 i'm okay. in argyle texas okay um or you can search for on google payroll vault argyle texas and um, you should right. find me and do you just have come an email at- that people can email you yes it's toby haynes t-o-b-y dot h-a-y-n-e-s at payroll dot com you know i can give you my my phone number as well sure uh, if you want to put it out there yeah, put it out sure. there and, um it is 214 726-2886. All right. Well, and, um, thank you so much for joining me today and going over this. I think this is going to be really helpful for a lot of business owners. That yeah, it was fun. Right. I, yeah. I want to, let's, figure out, let's figure out something. To okay. And I'm Lindsay Klein with Sucline, Honest, Accurate Bookkeeping Performed on Time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Until next time, have a great week. By the Books is presented by Sucline, Honest, Accurate Bookkeeping Performed on Time. 
For more information on Secline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit Secline.com or email info at Secline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Secline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.